0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the extraordinary family life podcast. We are your hosts, Greg and Rachel Denning and you, my friend, without even knowing who you are, you're listening, you need coaching (laughs) and that is a bold way to start and it might even uh, cause a reaction. I kind of hope it does. Kind of hit, gets a, in, a, in a reactive state, and like, what? Hey, what are, you, what are you talking about? You don't even know me. I, what?
1: I think anyone who is that hard-nosed against it won't even hit play on this episode because <laughs> they'll just be like, "Not for me.
0: I don't need a life coach. I gotta move along." Uh, we, I had a, a friend reach out, and she's like, "Hey, um, wanted to ask you some some questions about my son. He needs a life coach," and kind of put like this. This little smiley face, like, oh. Uh, and I strongly back, I'm like, everybody okay. needs a life coach.
1: Smiley face, like,
0: he like, needs uh, help.
1: Yep, he needs some help. <laughs> so he needs a coach. And
0: and it's inter w- what it is is I'm glad she reached out, it's fantastic. I'm gonna help. But what it what it revealed to me, reminded me of, is like sometimes we we get in this space where we think we don't. And it's really interesting. And well, here's wait, what I want to dive.
1: I I don't even think that's a completely accurate statement of we get in this space where we Think we don't need a life coach? I think most people are in that space. They
2: operate. They That's operate the norm. from
1: a space of, and it's so it is very interesting to me. Of I don't need a life coach. I don't need a marriage coach. I don't need a parenting. Coach. That one comes up a lot. I don't lot. need. It, it's almost like we're. I don't know why we think that if we need a coach, or it's it's true about personal development in general. If we need personal development, it means. There's something wrong with us. And in some ways, okay, that's true, because there's something wrong with all of us, yep. right? None of us are perfect. That's great
0: news. There None, is something wrong with you, and that's great news.
1: Right. None of us have reached our full potential, and yet we tend to operate in this space of that feels threatening and overwhelming to suggest that I need improvement, to suggest that I could be better than I am. And, we, and you see this a lot. You personally see this a lot um with your coaching clients sometimes especially with their spouses like you have a lot of coaching clients who have spouses who can't stand the suggestion of needing personal improvement because that's a threat to their ego and their identity of well I'm not good enough the way I am if you think I could improve or if you think I need some coaching or you think I should read this personal development book or listen to this podcast like what i'm not good enough the way i am
0: and on the surface it seems like arrogance and pride and hubris like i think i'm so, I'm so great i don't need coach i think it's actually the opposite i think it's hypersensitivity insecurity because of insecurity i think it's born of insecurity we're, we're so insecure in our own identity and our own worth and value
2: mm-hmm.
0: that the suggestion for needing a coach feels very threatening and I wanted to contrast it because in sports or music, those are easy examples. We totally, totally get it as a society. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you're gonna, you're gonna. Let's say you're gonna start playing tennis for the first time in your life. I mean, you, you'll go goof around, but you're gonna, like, I got, I gotta get a coach here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I gotta get somebody to teach me. You're gonna, you're gonna you join a I'm team. You're gonna have a coach. But like you, you can't even go get on a team without a coach. Exactly. You can't. You can't go take lessons or learn something without a coach. Same in music. You're going to hire a tutor. If you decide just to pick up the cello right now, whatever age you are, and say, I'm going to start learning the cello. Now, you could get on YouTube and start learning some things, which actually, but that's a form then, of coaching. Right.
1: You, you are getting a coach. If you teach yourself, you know, quote unquote, on YouTube, well, you're still getting coaching exactly. because you're learning from someone who already knows something.
0: Exactly. And but Why? Why in the world do we resist it so much in life and marriage and parenting especially? Mm-hmm. It's like those are like sacred cows are forbidden. In fact, we even had a conversation with our friends yesterday, like especially in family settings or extended family settings, it's like just absolutely forbidden to bring up any suggestion for improvements, right? Or and, to and, point
1: out where you're faltering or failing.
0: Right. Right. And, and many of you can relate to that, like your extended family, like, oh, no, 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 you never, never touch that, that one. uh uh-uh. uh, and, and, again, even with if you wanted to go get in great shape, right, and you wanted to get a gym membership, you're, you're likely going to hire a personal trainer. Like, hey, show me, show me how to use this equipment here. I don't know how to use it. And tell me what to eat and what to do so I can, you know, make my arms a little firmer and, and lose a little uh, size around the, my midsection. We're going to seek out help. The same has to be true for the most important aspects of life, of, of how you lead your own life mm-hmm. and your family. So I return to where I began. You, sir, and you, madam, need a life coach. Well, we all do.
1: And I think that there is kind of this stigma, perhaps, That, you you know, even with our friend here in this comment, like, well, if you need some coaching in life, it's because you have problems or you have issues or you haven't figured things out. And if you haven't figured it out, then, you know, something's wrong with you. You're 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 failing. And and I wonder if it comes from, I don't know, maybe maybe it's somehow connected to the idea of therapy because previous, you know, coaching is kind of a new life coaching. Anyways, is kind of a newer thing. It's not something that's been around. I mean, it has. I think it really has. Mentoring has been around forever. Like Aristotle and Socrates. You know, <laughs> of
0: time and every great book, every great right. movie, every great story, the hero has a mentor.
1: Exactly, and you know, apprenticeship as well. It's been around for a long time, but in the form it is now of life coaching. Um, it's kind of a newer thing. But before that, I guess there was therapy and therapy. It did definitely have the stigma that if you needed to get therapy, well, it's because you have problems or you have issues and you can't handle them yourself. And so maybe there's, you know, maybe it's connected somehow where it's carried over that, oh, it's like getting therapy. If you, you know, you have to seek out a life coach because you can't figure life out on your own. And yet, it when you really analyze it it is that's such a silly silly idea to think
0: i don't need a tutor to teach me violin (laughs) i can do this right
1: to think that as a human being you're going to have all the answers yourself you're not you're just not you're not going to have all the answers in your marriage you're not going to have all the answers as a parent you're not gonna have all the answers as a, a human who's growing and developing and, and figuring out how to like manage your emotions and release and overcome toxic emotions and deal with trauma and deal with, you know, all of the
0: crazy neighbors.
1: Yeah, all of the things of life. Like you're not necess- you're, you're not just gonna figure it out. You're not just gonna know it yourself. You have to seek out guidance. And mentoring. And that can be, of course, when we're talking about this, that can be in many forms. Listening to this podcast is a form of mentoring and
0: coaching. Yep. So kudos to you for being here and listening and being that caliber of person.
1: Um, For us, reading books has been a form. Like We have read so many books over the past couple of decades that that has been a form of mentoring and coaching and tutoring.
0: Uh, that in fact that was that was for me. I say that was my very right. first form.
1: Exactly, as that's a teenager. all I
0: had. Like my parents, we were, we were disconnected as a family, and, and there was they a were lot divorced. of bad examples yeah. and stuff. And so I was out, and so really my first coaching and mentoring came from books
2: mm-hmm.
0: and their biographies, autobiographies, and then personal development books. And they started literally coaching me, and and all they were doing was giving me the tools. And the techniques and the tactics, the tips, the strategies, to figure stuff out, and do it better than I was doing it, or well, in many cases, introduced me to something I didn't even know existed. Right. I, didn't understand I would
1: say even in some ways, it was just providing the perspective or paradigm shifts that allowed you to view your own situation and circumstances yep. in a new light. Exactly. And when you have that perspective, because that's another thing a coach does, is they provide. A different perspective. Yep. They provide a varying perspective and they shine light on your life to say, oh, well, wait a second. Actually, <laughs> your situation isn't so bad or your life is not so bad. Like, let's let's put this in perspective here. And, you know, that's definitely what books and reading did for both of us mm-hmm. is providing this alternate perspective where you then begin to have a lot more, well, gratitude and insight into your own life and decisions.
0: So I, I want to, I guess right now is as good a time as any. I want to make it very, very, very clear that not all books are helpful. Not all podcasts are helpful. Mm-mm. And most certainly not all coaches are helpful and, or therapists. And in fact, I would say that I think and 80, the 80-20 rule would be very generous to say that 20% of them are good. And I'm, I know this is bold, and I'm, it's kind of a, a bold statement here, but I think the vast majority of coaches and therapists, uh, for the most part, they, they don't know what they're talking about, and they're struggling themselves, and they kind of just got into it for a profession or whatever, and, and their results speak for themselves. But then the few who get phenomenal results in a whole life way, like their entire life, oh, man, it's worth, worth whatever you can to learn from them. So not all the – again, I'm, i i got to emphasize this. If you just go grab any old book, there, there could be erroneous perspectives or just stupidities, and, and some podcasts are just not worth listening to, and, and some coaches and therapists are not worth listening right. to.
1: And that, I know that we say this, you say it, we say it um, very delicately because it can come across as arrogant or, um, well, I guess arrogant, it can come across as arrogant. But in our own experience, research, and it's not like this is just our own opinion, like Greg and Rachel came up with this, you know. We're tapping into the beliefs and teachings of the best of the best. You know, I mean, there, there are people, like you said, the 80-20. There are people who are really thriving. And maybe it's 90-10 or even
2: 95-5, five. right?
1: There are people who are truly thriving and succeeding, not just in one area. Because the way we define success, success is not success in one area. Success True success for us is success in all of the major areas of life, right? It doesn't mean success in everything. You don't have to be succeeding at every single thing that you do. But you should be succeeding or improving in the major areas of your life. You know, that's going to be you as a person, which includes your mental and physical health. That's going to be your marriage relationship. That's going to be your parenting relationships your finances, you know, like you should be growing and improving in those areas. And if you're only succeeding in one of them, money is one of the obvious things that people succeed in at the expense of other, th- of other relationships or other areas of their life. That's not true success, right? And so you have to be very careful as you're seeking out coaches in your life to find people that you learn from that are truly succeeding in the major areas of life and not just in one area because it can make them, we like to say, lopsided.
0: Well, uh, let me expound on that a little bit because, and again, we're saying this, in a way that like, I'll learn from these experts in these fields, right? If, if they, in that area. If I they're think, phenomenal in exactly. that area, I'll learn from them. But I'm always learning cautiously. Right. Because very often you, when you dive in deep, you're like, ah, there it is. The only way they're able to succeed is because they to sacrificed their marriage or their health mm-hmm. or their their mental state on the altar of success in that area. So they're out there sharing their strategy, like, this is what I did, this is what you have to do, this is how you get it done, and this is how you succeed. And people, I mean, huge audiences are sitting and listening saying, oh, I'm gonna do that without considering...
1: The The exchange rate.
0: Yes, exactly, the full cost in your whole life. So yes, learn from those experts, but then be very cautious and look at the whole life and say, ah, okay, their advice only works at the expense Mm -hmm. of other really important aspects of life so i'm not going to listen to them wholly i mean i'll listen i can always i listen and read and understand but i'm not going to take their advice in a complete sense the whole thing unless i know that their whole life is also in in a great condition so i i won't just embrace and swallow advice from people unless they have the life that I want, everything, all of it. And right. I don't well, know anybody who has... <laughs> there are very and, few. I, I don't want this that. to sound arrogant. I don't know, uh, like our life is so, so, so good. So again, I'm learning. I'm learning from everyone. Everyone has something to teach me. I'm, I'm not being arrogant or private. Here. I'm, I'm learning constantly. But if I got looking for someone who has a significantly better life than I do... I don't, I don't. It is it's so it is rare. rare.
1: But so what we're trying to say cuz back to this idea of being careful who you listen to, who you get advice from, and that includes therapists, therapy, life coaches, is that you have to be looking at their results. And this is one of the things where we especially get fired up about it, but it's it's a thing in society. People love the degrees, they love the titles, they love the letters after their name, and all of these things. And and people have said to us, well, you don't have a degree in this, you don't have a degree in that, you know. And we're like, yeah, you're right, we don't. But what actually, we do have. Several years
0: ago, I actually came up with a bunch of cool letters to put after my you name. Did <laughs> like I actually came up with letters that like fit for my quote credentials. And I was like, yeah, that it was. It was. I actually had a fun time doing it. Because I'm like, what what are the credentials that actually matter? Uh-huh. It, again, our results are our credentials. Well, and
1: that's what I was going to say. I'm like, yeah, we may not have all of those degrees and, and that official... Certification. Certifications and whatnot. But we've definitely done similar amounts of research and study. And we most certainly have the results of practicing the things that we believe and teach and so ultimately that's what it comes down to because you can go anyone any one of us could go out and get a life coaching certification from someone who decided they were going to give out certifications maybe greg and i'll start giving out certifications right well here you go you're certified anyone can do that
0: i've seen a lot of people doing it and they're doing it to make money well that's exactly
1: why they're doing it but the point is, just because you have a certification in something does not mean you are qualified to be teaching it. What does qualify you is whether or not you are actually living it and getting yeah. the results. Oh, man. So, so this is one I of those s- things so that far while far we full, fully believe that everyone needs a life coach... We're also at the same time saying, there's a bunch of bogus life coaches
0: out there. (laughs) And and
1: unfortunately, the same is true with therapy. There are a lot of therapists who need therapy. Big time. Because they cannot even manage their own lives, and yet they're passing out advice that they've been taught through its theory, not actual practice.
0: And they don't live it. They just it's theoretical well and some of i think
1: some of the therapy it's not practical (laughs) like if you applied it and used it it doesn't actually play out in the real world you know so there's some of that so we have to be careful we do need to seek out life coaches but if you wanted to learn the violin and you went to someone who couldn't actually play the violin
2: but, but they're a great knew, They'd read
1: all the books. <laughs> they'd read all, well, even that, that would be better. If someone knew the piano, at least they know music, they know music theory, all that kind of stuff. But if they'd only read about it and never actually played, that's a problem. And I think that too many life coaches are like that. They've read and they've gone through their certification because, you know, they teach them things in these certifications. It's not like that you don't learn something. But learning it. And actually, living it, to, living it, it is. are two different
0: yeah. things. Learning exactly. it and living it are two very, very different things. And living it in a sustainable way. So anyways, that's our that's our little rant there about <laughs> going about it the right way. So get that stack of books and, and the podcasts and the videos and the coaching and work on it. But circling back now to the need for it, I think when... When we have, like, we're in a good, humble state, and and you just have this honest conversation, even, even people who are super hypersensitive about their insecurities, or on the other side, people who are extremely arrogant for whatever reason, even they will acknowledge, like, it, it, when you're having a good conversation, like, well, of course I don't know everything.
2: Mm-hmm. Of course
0: I don't have it all figured out. Co- you know, of course I don't. Like that it's so like marriage and parenting, for example, are so complex Yeah. and there's so many situations and circumstances and variables.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's constantly changing. Your children are constantly changing and, and just life events and circumstances are constantly changing. So I don't, I don't know even in the super sensitive or the super arrogant are going to be like, no, nah, they got it all the time. And when you really slow down and say, how could you be better at this thing? How could you be more optimized? How could you be just a little more dialed in, a little more productive, a little more effective, mm-hmm. a little more influential? And that's where we can get into this, this need and desire for, for coaching, where you can get tools and strategies and leverage. So like your, your 28-Day Challenge is a perfect example of coaching. Because it's, it's starting with just these, these charts and systems after twenty what 22 years and home education and traveling all over the world and seven kids. It's just things you put together and like, well, this didn't work at all or I had this problem and created a solution or found a solution and put it all together. So it starts with just some simple tools and strategies, some systems
1: well systems and habits basically Mm -hmm. it's basically because people it's like people know what they're this is one of the problems that we run into a lot especially with the spouses of coaching clients who think well i know what i need to do and a lot of this that's true we know quote unquote what we're supposed to do the biggest problem is we don't actually do it, or we don't actually do it consistently. And so, yeah, with the 28-Day like, the Challenge, I'm simply helping them. I'm creating a whole system to help them do the things they know they're supposed to do consistently, yep. right? Because when we actually do them, wow, it it's, makes a huge difference. Oh, that's Suddenly your life leverage. changes. Yeah, that's the leverage you have. When you start to do the things you know you should do, it becomes... Yeah, a, a lever in your life to raise you up.
0: Yep. I, I think there's two elements. I, in in my experience, and again, I've, we've been able to work with thousands of people across the world. It's knowing how to do it and do it effectively, and then actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in my experience, and and again, there's a small group of people there. Like I sincerely, I don't know what to do.
1: Right. There are
0: that 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 comes up too, and, and I'll meet. Good people, great people. And they're successful in certain areas. And I'm like, what about this? They're like, I genuinely do not know what to do. I just don't know. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. I don't know what to do. Second thing is I know what to do. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to pull it off. Mm-hmm. Or I, I got an idea, but not how to do it effectively. Because some of you, are, you're doing it, but you're, you're really not doing it very well. And, and same for me. There's areas in my life where I'm, I'm just not doing it well. And so, obviously, I don't coach in those areas. If, if there's something, I'm like, nah, eh, like playing a musical instrument. I,
1: <laughs> you will not be 45 coaching anyone. Five years
0: old. And I have to like stop bringing that up because as much as I believe it, I don't do it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't play a musical instrument. And I want to. I'm, I'm draw, I love it. But of all the things I work on, I'm like, that always gets moved to the bottom of the list, so I don't do it. Mm-hmm. But learning a language or exercising, or like all kinds of other things, right? You get into those things I can talk about. So learning how to to do it well, and then just actually executing. So some of you, you know what you're supposed to do, you know how to do it, you just don't. And and I hear this often too, they're like, well, I don't want to get a coach just to help me do what I already know I'm supposed to do. I'm like, well, why aren't you doing it then? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Like, some of us need a coach simply because you don't do what you know you're supposed to do.
1: Right, that's the only reason.
0: And if, if only for accountability, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. That You have to report daily or weekly and say, this is what I did and this is what I failed to do. Like that is power.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But a great, great coaching will help you by asking questions because it's unique for every person. There are, there are common denominators for sure across the board, mm-hmm. common denominators, Think, things that everybody needs to do. But beyond that, it's very unique to you.
1: Right. Well, and what I think too, I'm thinking as you're speaking, is that there's also these variables that come up. Because like you said, there are common denominators. We could say, oh, if you want to get in better health and have more energy, here's the common denominators. You know, like drink more water in the morning and, you know, intermittent fasting kind of. There'd be certain things that we would mention that we've talked about a lot in all of our other podcast episodes. But when you then actually get into the implementation of doing those things, say you actually start doing them, there's always something that comes up where you're like, well, this isn't working like you said it was going to work or like I thought it was going to work and this is happening instead. And that's especially where a coach comes in uh, handy (laughs) because they can they can then ask questions or you can ask them questions to help figure out all the little nuances of why the thing is not doing what it's supposed to be doing
0: starting with men versus women that exactly and 30 versus 50 yeah if and we're talking
1: about exercise specifically
0: well no like well okay there's so many variables you're right. like okay this here's the common denominator but oh you're you're 45 And you've got five children Mm -hmm. and you start work at 6 a.m. and you're going hard all morning versus, oh, you're 35, you have two kids
1: or you're 25 with no kids you know, like,
0: like and you you can work whenever you want and you get up late or, or you work night shifts like you see all the very vari- variables there because rachel would say this a lot we'd read all these bu- business books um and she'd be like this does not work for right. a mother with exactly. small children like oh yeah all your ideas are out the window right
1: for years and years I loved reading productivity books and business books but my biggest problem you know I'd read Stephen R. Covey or Brian Tracy or you know all of these things but my biggest problem and biggest beef was this does not work with a mother with kids okay like it just doesn't work and I would get so frustrated and think I can't apply this, Brian Tracy. I can't schedule out my day every 15 minutes. It doesn't work like that when you have kids and you have babies waking you up. Because toddlers
0: and infants don't give a
1: crap
0: about your schedule. (laughs)
1: Exactly, right. And so I had to learn how to take all of the things I was learning, which was great advice, it was great strategies, but I had to make them adaptable to my life.
0: And family life, Family
1: life, right. And so that... That's where the coaching comes in because it adapts the strategies and the techniques and the tactics to your unique situation.
0: Exactly. And your, and your, both your desires and your true priorities. Because we could go on and on about, oh man, if your number one priority is earning more money, this, 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 and this. But if. If you're like, wait a minute, my number one priority actually is my family.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, how, do, and this is cool. This is, people come to me a lot with this. I wanna massively increase my income, but never at the expense of my marriage and my relationship with my mm-hmm. children. That's a totally different strategy. And that's right. where custom coaching comes in. And custom coaching from somebody who gets it you know, with, with family focus and, and all that stuff, you, you're like, okay, we have to build a different plan. Right. You have to build a different plan. Well, that, I don't want to sacrifice my health or whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember there was more than once in our own personal journey where you and I had a conscious conversation saying we want to grow our business, but we are homeschooling our children, well, world schooling our children, traveling the world with them. We're both together all the time staying at home with all of them this is the life we want this is the life we want to prioritize and so if our business grows slower because of it if it suffers you know so because because of that we're okay with that because that's the strategy that matters to us we don't want to sacrifice the family life and the kids we don't want to put our kids in school we don't want to stop traveling we don't want to you know, say goodbye every morning and not see each other till the night because we're all going our separate ways. We didn't want any of that, Even if that meant we were going to make more money. We wanted... Now, that didn't mean we didn't want to make the money. We did. We just had to find out different ways to make the money that still... Prioritized that lifestyle we wanted to have.
0: Exactly. So all of our strategies had to work around the lifestyle, family lifestyle, which was the priority. Exactly. So family lifestyle is in place, and we we had to get crystal clear about what that meant, what that looked like. Again, mm-hmm. there there was a whole journey there, and you build that that framework, and now everything else is built around that. Right. And you maintain including, that, standard. including
1: the income source and the business. Um, you know, the business framework. We built it around the, fr- the, the first framework we put in place, which was the family lifestyle. And if it didn't fit, we said no. We were willing to say no to things that did not fit into that lifestyle. And, you know, I'm sure we've shared it before, but there, again, at least twice, if not more, different times, when you were offered a high paying job with all the benefits and all the bling bling and we turned them down we said no because that was not going to help us to create and maintain the lifestyle that really mattered to us now that was hard to do and we had to scrimp and save and and be broke at times because of it but in the long run it's paid off because we now have the lifestyle that people envy of course it's it it is an amazing life is what i'm trying to say like i there's, I'm not denying that in any way. It's incredible, but it was because we were willing to make those sacrifices early on, and to build our life, our business, everything around the lifestyle we wanted, and to customize all of the. It's not that we haven't used traditional or you know principles of success. We have used them, lots of. But we have adjusted them to work for the lifestyle that we wanted
0: to have. Right, and that's not easy. It's not. In fact, I would, in our experience, I would say that the saying no to certain strategies or techniques or targets is extremely rare. Mm-hmm. Because most, most people, in fact, even, man, I, I, because we live and operate in this world, I see it all the time, I hear it all the time. They'll even make those recommendation, coaches or mentors or whatever. Where they'll say, "Well, it's just for a time." Yeah, you just you got to sacri- you got to make sacrifices, you got to take risks, you got to do stuff, and they'll they'll justify or they'll rationalize to try to get a result. And man, almost invariably, it there's this uh, too heavy of a cost. It's right. It's too much. It's too painful, on and the, it wrecks the, marriage, the very the... thing you want most. Right. In this effort to try to to get what you think you want. It's really crazy. Right.
1: And now that being said, there are times when you do have to be off balance a little. But for us, that's limited. It's generally weeks, maybe yep. a month or two at most. Like, that's our time limit. If If you have to, and this sounds crazy, if you have to work... <laughs> More than eight hours a day for a period of time so we can achieve some goal. We're willing to do that, but we have a time limit on that. That will last two weeks to a month, right?
0: This, well, this is hilarious. I know. It's so funny.
1: If you have to work. I,
0: well, even I, I don't work full time, right? I haven't for years um, because, because I put my money where my I practice what I preach. Like, I spend the bulk of my time with my wife and children and our family lifestyle. So that's where I spend my time. I don't spend my time working for money. And so if I wanted to do something like that, even then I'm going to put in parameter. I always have. I mean, for Mm -hmm. the last two, more than two decades, I have never neglected my health. I've never neglected our marriage or our parenting. Never neglected my spirituality. Everything we've done, and we've done some seriously epic stuff.
2: Mm -hmm. It's
0: never been at the expense of the things that you and I value most. Mm -hmm. Period. So, yeah, it hasn't been like going back to business. Business growth hasn't been near what it could be, but that wasn't our priority.
1: And yet the irony is, because even as you're sitting here talking about this, you and I know people personally we've talked to them who are supposedly making millions of dollars all you know all of this money, and yet you've talked to them, and when you get into it, you ask them all the questions and you know the breakdowns and oh well, I'm paying this much in advertising and I'm paying this much in this these people I've hired, and I'm paying this much in this and this and this and this. when at the end of the day they're basically making what we're making. <laughs> But working, you know, 12 hours a day
0: or stress, 16 and just they're grinding,
1: their family is suffering, they're suffering, you know, their health is being sacrificed. And we're like, why? Why would you do that? When ultimately you're making not any more than we're making and we're working half the time and enjoying our life. Like it just doesn't make sense, and I, in some ways, I think that's kind of our point: is that when you learn how to be strategic, and you have a clear framework in mind of what you want to create. Now, granted, that has not always been the case for us. There were plenty of times where we worked the same amount of hours, which we work now, <laughs> and made way less. And in fact, at times, we're broke. Right. So it doesn't always appear because to work because we
0: desperately needed coaching. <laughs> exactly,
1: right. <laughs> but as we continued to keep that framework in place of what was most important to us and learn how to optimize around it, right? Optimize the money making around the family lifestyle without sacrificing the family lifestyle. We've learned how to scale that income so that We can have the best of both worlds, essentially. And we don't have to, you know, work these crazy hours to make quote-unquote millions of dollars so that we actually don't, so we actually make what we make now, right?
0: And so, like, to not be misunderstood here, we're not saying that you should live our lifestyle or do what we do. We're sharing, all we're sharing is what has worked for us. And we knew what kind of lifestyle we wanted, and then we found the strategies to, to make it happen. So my question to you is, as, as listeners, do you know what you want most? That's the first step in coaching is figuring out what it is you value the most, what you want the most, what your, your strategy needs to be to reach your target. So get a vision of your target. Do you know what you want? And then then you're like, "Well, what do I need to do?" What do I need coaching in? Like what specific strategies or areas do I need coaching in? How do I, how do I get this thing I want? And, and hopefully right now, even while you're listening, your mind is quickly grabbing hold of things you desire and areas and aspects you need coaching in and how to, how to get those elements and those pieces, again, customized to you and your unique desires and your unique goals. Like how do you, how do you pull? I oh, mean, I love this stuff. I love it, and this is what I, I this I've been studying and sharing now for like 25 years. Just been devouring voraciously what I, this idea, of what I call human peak performance,
1: holistic optimization. Yeah. That the thing
0: you call Just it? figuring out what it is I want or you want, and helping you do that, and then how to get it. In the most effective ways. And then right. get long-lasting results.
1: I think that, you know, probably one of the most common... I don't know if challenge is the right word, but I'll use that. The co- most common challenge you see is that people, they lack clarity. Yep. So, like you were just saying here, too many people just don't know what it is they want. They're just not clear about it. They think... They want to earn more more money because they want whatever, a bigger house or a nicer car or just to be able to do more things as a family or to travel or all these things. They, they think that's what they want, but it's so vague that it, it's difficult to pursue a vague goal. Like the only way we've, we've been able to achieve any of the things that we have and we have a huge list. Like I'm not going to brag, but we really do have a, a big list of things we've achieved and not the most recent is just, well, moving to Portugal. We're here in our house in Portugal, which that was a dream we pursued. And now we're here, but we just finished six months of full-time travel. Like that's a big deal. If, if you've ever been traveling with a family, you know that that's a ton of work and a ton of money. And we just spent six months traveling full-time to 17 countries. So, you know, the only way we've been able to do any of those things, and that's just the last year, you know, but we have have so much more before that, is because we had absolute clarity on what exactly we were going to pursue
0: next. It, here's another. Gosh, I keep, I keep thinking through these single aspects i'm like man if you only got coaching just for that it would be worth it and this is one of them just to get over vagueness yeah i just did this training with uh, my men's group in the be the man master class and tribe we talked about clarity in fact we're doing i'm doing a two-part coaching session with them we just did part one and and if you if you had a, a bow and arrow right now and i said okay go ahead go go right now just shoot fire let go go and, but you had no target or right. they, like it's in the fog and you can't like, where, where, do I, where do I shoot? And I'm like, just shoot, go right now. Pull, let that thing go. Just fire. Pull the trigger. And pull the trigger. <laughs> and right and you're before. like, where, 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 where? Right. You, you can't see it. And that's exactly what's happening. And it's with simple things like people come like, no, I know exactly what I want. I want to be healthier. Like, great. What does that even mean? Mm-hmm. I just, I want to be healthier. I want to fit. Well, what's that? Mm-hmm. Like, give me something you can measure. I want specifics. Right. I'm like, well, uh, I don't know. I'm like, there you go. Like, how how are you going to measure don't know, healthier?
1: If you don't know exactly what it is you want, you don't know what to do. And to get like, even exactly. with exercise, that's a perfect example. Because if I want to go exercise in the morning, well, one of the problems is I don't know what to do. But if I know, oh, well, I want to strengthen my legs and, and define my arms... Well, now I'm specific. Now I know exactly what to look up for coaching on YouTube is defining my arms, right? That's specific.
2: Exactly. That's
1: how that's clarity. And that helps you actually make progress. But as long as we remain vague and think because like you were mentioning before, you know, when people they either they don't know what to do or then they do know what to do, but then they don't execute. Part of the problem is they lack clarity. They can't execute because they don't know exactly what to be doing. Yep. And so you have to get clear. I want to find arms. I want a six pack. I want to lose weight. When you, well, and then even more specific, how much weight. When you get clear about that, then you can take specific action toward actually achieving that specific goal. Yep.
0: I'll do this with my clients. They'll say, i want to lose some weight. Well, how much? Well, I don't know. Okay. Give me your ideal weight. What what is your ideal weight? And they're like, oh man, back it was high. Usually the conversation goes <laughs> like this: like back in high school, or college. Oh, I was a college athlete, and oh man, one eighty five shredded. Like boom, there's your ideal weight. Okay, where are you at now? And we know the discrepancy. I'm like, okay, hey, when you're going to be there? Give me a date when you mm-hmm. commit. And I usually have them pick an anniversary or a birthday or something mm-hmm. that gives them plenty of lead time. Say, so, okay, now you're going to get to your ideal weight by this date. Here's how we're going to do it and then lay out the very specific plan to make it happen. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. And it works. And it works like a champ. In fact, one of the guys in our in our master class, he was dropping weight like crazy. I, we went a very specific plan and strategy for what he wanted to do, and he was dropping, 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 and then he had a horrible accident and just destroyed his collarbone in multiple chunks. So they had to put big rods and plates all through it, rebuild the whole thing. And initially, it was like, oh, pfft, there goes my health plan, right? There mm-hmm. goes, I can't, because I can't exercise. And as soon as I was like, you know, I told him, hey, I'm so glad you're okay, that everything's good. Like, the first, one, the first thing he said to him was like, do not deviate from your plan. Mm-hmm. And he's down another nine pounds since the accident. Wow. Right? Because he's sticking to the intermittent fasting. And, I mean, he's tightened things up. Things so that
1: he can still you, do. You still do?
0: I'm like, dude. It's customizable. Exactly.
1: And you helped him stay in the mindset of this can still be done. It doesn't mean I have to give up on my dream just because I faced an obstacle. Which is another key aspect of coaching because guess what? Every single time we have pursued something we wanted to do, we have faced obstacles. You are going to face obstacles. That's inevitable. But if you have someone coaching you and helping you, then you're able to move through those obstacles, which is actually how you achieve your goal. You won't achieve your goal unless you th- move through the obstacles. And the best way to move through the obstacles is with someone helping you and coaching you and cheering you on.
0: And the majority of the time obstacles pop up, at least from my observations, it, those, they stop people in their tracks. So they're pursuing something, an obstacle pops up, one or two of them pop up, and then they stop. Right. And coaching will get you through or around or over the obstacle and to keep pursuing it. Where otherwise... You're going along, things are going great, and then oh, but I got sick, or oh mm-hmm. there's a change in business. Oh, this happened, so I, I just I just stopped. That's probably the most common story Absolutely in humanity. Is. Right. And another reason why we have to have coaching. Right. If you had if you if you got coaching for nothing else but, but that, it would be worth it. Right.
1: Well, <laughs> I was, I'm just sitting here and thinking, you know, one of the benefits of our marriage and the relationship that we have is that we are each other's coaches, essentially. And it is interesting how it works out, I think. I've noticed that we tend to, I don't know what the word is, I don't know if oscillate is the right word, but like it seems that when I'm low, you're high, and you're able to coach me and like, you know, give me the perspective and the mindset. So I'm like, okay, yeah, we can do this and then i'm high when you're low and i can do that same thing i'm like babe it's okay we're going to do it we've got this we're like we're going we're doing it you know and it's just so fascinating how that that works and that we can, we are there coaching each other now i that's the ideal i think for relationships obviously a lot of them are not there and we can't unfortunately a lot of spouses can't coach each other because of the things we talked about before like you can't even bring up that hey, you could be better at this or you could do this better because it's perceived as an attack or a threat. And that's just so sad to me because I just feel so sad because I know that the intention of the spouses who want to help their spouse be better, it's not because they view them as inadequate or view them as less than. It is actually because they love them so much and because they are experiencing such positive effects from personal development and reading and podcasts and coaching that they want to share it. They want to share that with their spouse. And it's sad to me that when they try to share it, they get shut down or or attacked in you know in self defense essentially the the spouse feels attacked so they're def- themselves and attacking back and it doesn't have to be that way because it can be this beautiful journey that you share together of shared growth and development and that's one of the best aspects of marriage i think i think that's one of the best things about it and then you can become each other's coaches
0: and growing together is one of the one of the best things in life yeah it is so I, I guess that's a good reminder. You don't have to be defensive because you're not being attacked. Right. There's no reason to defend yourself if you're not being attacked. And it's it's good to settle into this place of, yeah, of course I have flaws. Of course I need help. Of course I'm not doing it all. But I get, that's the irony is some of the most defensive people will be the same ones that will be like, "Oh, I'm failing, I'm doing terrible, i just I'm totally messed this all up, it's horrible. And you're like, yep, here's something you could do. What are you saying? What do you, you, you think? You think I have to do this? What? And they'll they'll just flip-flop like that. i just like, no, it, it's okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's okay to just embrace that and be like, yeah. I suck. I, wa- I suck. <laughs> I want lots of help. Why wouldn't we? Right. I guess that's well, ultimately what and, the message I want to share is like, why wouldn't we want help? If there, if there are ways to do this more effectively, why in the world would we not want that?
1: Right. And I do understand why people, they don't want to say, I suck, you know, and, and I never actually say that myself, but, but they don't want to admit that they're not good enough because it feels very frightening. It feels like you're not loving yourself. And that's not what we're saying either you know you and I are both very confident in our self-love we don't have a problem with that and so for people that aren't there that is a challenge you you do need to love yourself I think but one we're of the good best. At it
0: because we detach it
1: well okay that's part of it but what I was gonna say is one of the best ways to get at a place where you love yourself is to embrace your own weakness and go seeking for improvement yeah. because the more you do that. At least in my experience, the more I seek to improve myself, the more I love myself. Undoubtedly, Because I'm like, I can learn anything. I can do anything. I'm confident because I know how to get better at things. And when I know how to get better at things, I don't have to feel like I have to know everything because I know that I can get better at whatever I need or want to get better at.
0: And you like yourself because you're doing likable things. Right. And you're growing and improving and celebrating that. You like yourself. So that's
1: something to like about myself.
0: and growth and development is an act of self-love and exactly. self-respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I respect myself, because I love myself and my family, I'm going to become better. Right. It's just so good.
1: But I think ironically it becomes this negative cycle where because I am trying to love myself but I'm you know uncertain or lacking confidence... Then I resist improvement because then that just admits my own insecurities and my own faults. And so that continues then to spiral downward into more self-loathing, self-loathing and more incompetence, which, I mean, that just
0: and ultimately ends in all, disaster. All of that is built on a false belief of, well, I, I should just love myself as I am and right. others should love me as I am. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally fixed mindset, false idea that I, oh, I just should love myself right as I am, and I, well, no. I if mean, you
1: love yourself, you actually want to yourself. improve. Yeah, you want to grow. continue to get better.
0: Exactly. I want to clarify quickly, and then we'll we'll wrap up. What I meant by detach is if. If, for example I'm not very good at something I mean we could pick anything maybe I'm not playing an instrument good at playing an instrument or I'm not good at public speaking or I'm struggling with communication or um, I have a challenge with time management or whatever and there actually there's no such thing as time management nobody manages time you just manage yourself so and your energy you levels. stink it yeah self-management or energy management whatever just pick your thing that doesn't have to have anything to do with with me and my inherent worth as a being like if, if i if i if i lack self-discipline it doesn't take away my value and worth as as a person mm-hmm. i detach that not not so detached that like i'm just you're a nihilistic fat slob and schmuck and nothing matters and no, not life matters nobody cares oh, like that's totally nihilistic and, and wrong but in that, like, okay, I can't play the violin. Does, does that make me an unlovable person, or a terrible person, or of little worth? And so you detach those things and say that's that's something I do, not something I am. And I'm going to work on those things.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so you keep growing and progressing. But anyways, you guys, thanks, thanks for listening to this. Uh, it's hard to emphasize this element enough. We all need and want guidance, help to become our best selves. Life life, life is too
1: short so, to figure it out on your own. You
0: can't. <laughs> yeah, there's too much. And it can be so, so good. We, we meet people constantly and hear stories of so much suffering and so much hurt. And the saddest part is when it's self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. When it's totally preventable suffering, and and I just think, man, it doesn't have to be that hard. There are tools, there are power tools for that. There's leverage for that. There's ways to prevent that or change that. And some people just persist in the pain.
1: Well, it's even sad for me because you know we're we're obviously not coolest to. Things that are going on in the world, specifically Ukraine and the refugees and, you know, those types of things. And we've heard personally from people who are experiencing horrific trauma and tragedy. And it is just heart-wrenching and sad. And there's so much that's outside of their control, right? But ultimately, for me, what at least gives me peace and hope is that there are still things within your control. And one of, well, I mean, these have been our favorite books for a long time, but I think these, these books are life-changing. Things like um, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, Viktor Frankl, and um, The Hiding Place by Corrie Ten Boom, and uh, the, the Gift and the Choice by Edith Eager. I mean, these were people who and have experienced... These are people who have experienced real tragedy, real suffering, real heartache. Like more than many of us will ever know. More than I've ever known for sure. And yet their message is this message. Like you still have a choice. You still have power. You still can be the master of your fate. And so the saddest part to me is... When people reject even those ideas, you know, they think that they're in so much suffering. I even, someone reached out to me recently in my email and and told me about someone they know personally that's a refugee from Ukraine and they've had so many people they know personally die in the war and, you know, so much sadness. And I recommended these books. I'm like, she needs these books because they will help her. And the response was just like, oh, she doesn't read. And I just felt, I literally felt heartbroken because I get it, you know, some people just don't read. But if this is something that, you know, we like to call it bibliotherapy, this is a type of therapy that will heal you. It will change your life. It will heal wounds. And and we need it. And, and it Essentially, it is another form of coaching to be coached by someone who lived in a concentration camp and went through those horrific experiences that can teach us, that can heal us, that can mentor and guide us to find peace in our own lives. And, And we need to seek that out. We can't just discount it. And especially in today's age when, fine, you don't read. Listen to, Listen to it, it. on Audible yeah. Audible, or watch it on YouTube. I guarantee there's someone reading the book on YouTube. Like There's so many other sources to just discount it and continue to live in suffering. We don't have to do that. Yeah. We can heal and we can have hope and we can move forward to actually create a life that we want to live.
0: So awesome. So awesome. So get the books. We both have recommended book lists. Keep listening to this podcast. Thanks for listening. It says a lot about you that you're here, even engaged in this conversation. Um, and ladies, join Rachel's 28 Day Challenge. It's it's phenomenal. And gentlemen, join the Be the Man Masterclass and Tribe. Get in there with us. Get get the coaching. Get the strategies, the tools, the tactics. Um, and then I have I have one opening for personal one on one coaching. Um, if if that's where you want to go but whatever you do just just commit yeah. commit to invest in yourself and in your family and in your future and in getting the mentoring and the coaching and the guidance so i think ultimately this is what it's most about that you can tap into your potential that's dormant like you have so much power and so much potential way more than probably you realize and it's just, it's just sitting there on the table, waiting for you to pick it up and put it to use in your life. And you'll be able to do genuinely extraordinary things if you can tap into that and make it happen. And coaching is one of the most effective ways to unlock that potential and to go be the very best version of yourself. Okay, love you guys. Reach upward.